praise team, you may be seated. Hope. Hope. Just what does hope mean? Is it just something that is a feel-good kind of thing? Is it, is it just something that helps you get through the dark times just because it's a glimpse and a glimmer into some expectation that's way far off that you may never ever reach? No, I think in, uh, in the biblical sense, hope is something you can sink your teeth into. Is there anyone else in the house this morning? Hope is something you can sink your teeth into. It's not just something ephemeral. It's not just something that's mystical and that if you get yourself in the right kind of spirit and you get yourself in the right kind of environment, you might be able to sense something. But no, hope is tangible. Hope is, is the down payment on something that we're going to see materialize much further in the future. However, in the present, it still has reality to it. It is something that you can depend on. It's something that you can anchor yourself in. Today we're going to take a look at hope from one of my favorite prophets from the Old Testament, often called the uh, fifth gospel, the book of Isaiah, looks at hope from the perspective of just this. It's something tangible. It's something that in those moments where it seems like like we've been abandoned, like everything is going absolutely wrong, we have something that we can fall back on. We have a foundation. We have a sure foundation. If you would turn with me to Isaiah. We're going to start with Chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Earlier, some of this passage was read, but we're just going to look at verses 6 and 7 out of chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over His kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Hope. For us, the hope cannot be divided from the person of Jesus Christ. There are those who can read these passages and look and, and think that they might be fulfilled in some other way, in some other shape and form. There are others that have this book in common with us. But they read this passage and their understanding is darkened. Their understanding doesn't lead in the same direction as my hope does. 
But my hope when I read this passage, I cannot see anything in this passage other than Jesus Christ. Were it not for this child who was born, were it not for this one who was given, that was going to take away all that was against me, all of the judgment that was upon me, that was well-deserved. For were it not for him, for me there would be no hope. Is anyone hearing me this morning? We don't see the complete fulfillment of this even today, do we? Is the government completely upon his shoulder? Just like a child being born who has to grow into his position, a government also has to be established. doesn't happen immediately. It doesn't happen exactly as fast as we would like it to. Jesus isn't done though. Jesus is coming back. And we hope for His return. We hope for His second coming. If you would, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 7 if you have your Bibles. Isaiah chapter 7, looking at verse 14. Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call His name Emmanuel. This is the prophet speaking to the king. The king is doing what kings do, whatever they can get away with doing. Do we have our hope in the king? Not this king. But the prophet, still out of respect for the God that put this king in office, goes to the king and says, I want you to ask a sign from God. And the king says, I'm not going to tempt God. And the prophet says back to him, is it, is it a small thing for you to try God's patience? Well, since you won't ask for a sign, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And that's where we have this passage a virgin will conceive and bear a son and will call his name Emmanuel, God with us. For a forsaken people to say that God is with us, that means something. Again, that's something, a foundation that you can settle on. That's something that you, that you can sink your teeth into. It's something that will pay dividends in the future. I want you guys to turn also to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort. Yes, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. 
The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I'm talking about hope. It might seem at times like things aren't going the way that we want them to in this world because this world is a world plagued by sin. There is pain, there is suffering, there's war, there's corruption, there's deceit. There's striving one person against another. And it, you don't have to go very far to see all of these headlines. Some of you can scroll on that little device that's in your hand just a few feet from your face. And you can see the headlines don't look good for us these days. But guess what? There is hope because God is still in charge. God is still in control. He says comfort His people. What would be the point and the purpose of comforting us if there was no hope? What would be the... That would be an absolutely... An exercise in futility if there was absolutely no hope. But there is hope. He gives us comfort because He doesn't want to just leave us with hope. The hope goes beyond hope. In Advent, these four Sundays before Christmas, we light a candle. The candle we light today is to signify hope. But the other candles that are nearby signify that, there's, that that's not the end of the story. There's more going on than just hope. The next candle that we'll light is peace. Then after that will be joy. And after that will be love. Hope is just a taste of what is yet to come. Comfort my people. When we were looking first for Advent and planning the lighting of the candles and planning the different, the different weeks and the different themes. Israel was not at war. This passage speaks heavily to my heart today as it does to many of your hearts as well. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. There is hope. God's not going to leave us in the situation we find ourselves in. No matter what situation you find yourself in, God's not going to leave Jerusalem in the situation that they're in right now. But God has not abandoned His people. God never can abandon His people because God is a faithful God. You can take that to the bank. It's a hope. It's something that is tangible. 
It's a commodity you can trade in. It's something that can go far beyond just good words, just mere feelings. But there's something that you can cash in here. Going a little deeper into this text in Isaiah in chapter 40, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill be brought low. The crooked places be made straight and the rough places smooth. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken. This passage is talking about when God decides to move on behalf of His people. There's not a thing that can get in His way. Mountains will dance out of the way of the Lord as He comes into town. Hills, valleys, rugged places. Places that some of us in our prime never would have had the energy to scale up. For God, they are not impassable. But for God, they will, like a carpet, fold themselves out so that He can have an entrance unimpeded by any obstacles that are present. Some of you need to hear this this morning. Some of you are looking at mountains in your way. Some of you are looking at a desert place where there's no, no life. Some of you are looking at mountains. Some of you are looking at rough places. Are you hearing me this morning? When the Lord moves on your behalf, nothing will keep Him from coming to your aid. Jerusalem, we declare to you, we declare comfort to you. Your warfare is ended. Your iniquity is pardoned. And God comes to your rescue. God's people, wherever you are today, whatever it is that you have need of, the God that you worship, He's not just, not just some mystical, feel-good kind of thing. But this God is a God that you can take His promises to the bank. His promises are things that have a tangible reality to. You can sink your teeth into them. You can build your foundation upon them. Isaiah 42 Verses 1 through 4 reads, Behold, my servant whom I am uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fall. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands shall wait for his law. The servant of God. Again, I can't read this passage without thinking of Jesus Christ. If you can, I would encourage you to read it again. 
my servant whom I will uphold. He brings forth justice. Justice is meted out just as it says in these verses. You don't come in if your justice is prompted by love. You don't come in and force everything to conform to a certain way. But no, it says a bruised reed he'll not break. Smoking flax he won't quench. That means that the justice of God is not a justice that comes in and unnecessarily pushes people aside and hurts people unnecessarily. But no, His justice is a justice that is tender. His justice is a mercy. His justice is a love. It's informed by His great love for us. Isaiah 49. Starting at verse 13. Sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, and break out in singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted His people and will have mercy on His afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child? and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your sons shall make haste. Your destroyers and those who laid you waste shall go away from you. Lift up your eyes, look around and see. All these gather together and come to you as I live, says the Lord. You shall surely clothe yourselves with them as with an ornament and bind them on you as a bride does. Hope. Today, I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know why this message of hope is so present for you today. But today I'm just a messenger to give you this message of hope. A messenger to tell you that God has not forgotten you. I work with men in prison. A lot of them are forgotten. Not all of them. There's a ministry that I've become acquainted with over the years called Forgotten Man Ministries. And they do things to assist men that are in prison that, that have no one else that can correspond with them or, or show any humanity to them. But God is not going to forget you. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, whatever it is that, that you find yourself looking at, whatever it is that seems to be the mountain in your way, whatever crooked path it is that you're trying to walk, whatever stones are in your way, whatever deep valleys that you have to traverse as you go on your journey, your God 
is coming to you. And your God is coming with healing in His wings. He's coming with hope. He's coming with, with something that you can take to the bank. I'm just here to encourage you this morning. Don't feel forgotten. If you feel forgotten, let these words from Scripture that were written hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus Christ, hundreds of years, let them let you know that God has providence. He has all things in His hands. He's not unaware of your situation. He's not unaware of your circumstance. He doesn't get the report in heaven on Monday morning and say, okay, well, we really screwed this one up over the weekend. That's not how God does business. God's aware of everything that's going on, and it's not catching Him by surprise. And He will come. He will meet you just like He promised to comfort His people. He will comfort you. This time of the year, we celebrate the fact that God's comfort came to us in the person of Jesus Christ. We, we celebrate the fact that God didn't hold our sins and iniquities against us, but instead, He Himself took upon Himself our sins so that we could have access to Him, so we could have His love rather than His wrath. Truly, he who would not withhold from us his own son, how would he withhold anything else from us? So today, be encouraged. Hope. Let your hope rest in God. Let your hope rest in Jesus. Know that Whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you've been through, whatever it is that you're looking at, whatever path lies in front of you, know that you don't walk alone. Know that His comfort is there with you. Know that He has a plan and He has a purpose. None of this is a surprise to Him. As I read through Isaiah, I... I find myself very much awakened to the reality that we as people are consistently in need of a God that can give us hope. We can't look to other things for our hope. They're going to fail us time and time again. We put our sights and we put our hopes on other things and and every time we find ourselves let down because none of them can live up to the God that we serve. But the God that we serve, His faithfulness is unending. His love is everlasting. Rest in His hope. Lord, we thank You for Your words of hope this morning. We thank you as we begin entry into this Advent season that we can depend on you. Lord, there are brothers and sisters that in this place and in this day need your touch. They need your help. God, I pray that you'd give them
the assurance of this tangible hope, one that's not just a lip service, but Lord, a hope that they can actually rest in, a hope that is a comfort. And Lord, for your people in this house as well as for your people in Jerusalem and everywhere around this world, Lord, we we proclaim comfort because your mouth has spoken it. Lord, we pray that your comfort would go forth to your people. That you would be the Prince of Peace. That you would be the everlasting God. The everlasting Father. The mighty God. The wonderful the Counselor. Lord, we look to you at this time. And there is a world that surrounds us that needs to see you. God, I pray that you would help them to see you in us. So that they know that this is a world that still has hope because there is still a God that cares. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor, you have anything? All right. Be blessed. God bless you. You're dismissed. <laughs>